your favorite toy truck nerds are back. Welcome to That Scale RC Show. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of That Scale RC Show. This is episode 67. I am Travis, one of your hosts, along with Adam and Jay. And how's everybody doing? Oh, not too bad. I'm actually currently watching a video. This is actually interesting. You know how everybody says, oh, that's not scale. You don't ever see that in the scale. I might have to put this on our page. Somebody built some gnarly... Chevy, I don't know what the heck this is. Well, it's a Silverado, but I don't know if it's supposed to be a rock crawler, what the purpose behind it is. But it's a Chevy Silverado on 54s with four-wheel steer. Was it like that Brodozer thing that Diesel Brothers made that's like... No, this one's actually cooler and more like you could actually probably daily drive this. Hmm. With 54s? Well, I'm just saying it doesn't look like okay. You know what the bro dozer? That's like on actual monster truck wheels. Yeah, and tires. yeah. This is on like legitimate, like just 54s. Like, but it's crazy because he's going through some like trail in the snow and he's going around this rock and all of a sudden you see the rear turn so he can make the turn and it's just like gnarly to see those 54s turn in that um, rear wheel well. But I think he clearanced the rear wheel well to allow it to work. Because oh, wow. he's got that thing tucks all the way up in there. I got to send this to you guys. Yeah, it sounds crazy. That's wild. It's like the bro dozer, but not stupid. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't that know, man. That probably made some people mad talking trash about Diesel Brothers. The bro dozer. Oh. I mean, it's, it's called the bro dozer. It's got to be cool. Well, yeah. You think there's people out there who call themselves like the bro dozer, like they refer to themselves as that? Okay, you want to know what's really funny? <laughs> Adam's not that. even gonna let me answer. He's just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I I don't. It's wrong. I don't accept that. So... <laughs> I don't accept that answer. The first one is like a minute forty in or something. Okay, good. First shot's been fired. No Glad problem. we weren't waiting. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> okay. When I when I first got my 94, I was kind of into that SoCal bro style. Like I wear all the SRH and, you know, the Cottonmouth Kings and Metal Militia and all that stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And my truck was so big, they used to call, they used to always say, they, like people would hit me up going, where are you going in the bro dozer? That, I'm not kidding. That used to be like <laughs> the thing. Like they'd say the bro dozer. And that was like years before Diesel Brothers came up with it. And then it's like, once you heard Diesel Brothers do it, you're just like, that totally just ruined all of our freaking, you know, like in, like jokes that we had when we were younger. <laughs> like, we used to think that was funny. Now it's like, really? You guys are going to call a truck a bro dozer? Okay. 
Diesel's only really that cool, in my opinion, when they say it on Top Gear, because it's diesel. 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 <laughs> it has a Z in it. <laughs> uh, my diesel has an S in it, but... In petrol. <laughs> petrol. You're a, you're a, you're a petrol head. Petrol. Uh, which I guess petrol head kind of works. It just doesn't sound as cool as like I don't know. Gearhead is kind of cringy. Yeah, gearhead's kind of bad too. I guess. Yeah. You know, none of it is cool to identify with anymore because people have ruined all of it. They have. So that's true. Oh, there's a dog in my foot. Which one? Oh. Sorry, show interrupted. <laughs> Wow. Dogs right. walking across me, I guess. Stupid dogs. Is there any news we wanted to get into? Is there any news? Uh, there's a quick little, um, you know, Proline came out with the IROC body. Which, did you look at that super close at the wheel openings? No, I did not. Am I supposed to? Super rounded off. Hmm, I'm going to have to go take a look at that now. Yeah, there's not... it. The picture that I saw, there wasn't like a real like hard edge where they've cut the wheel opening. So it was actually like kind of rounded and beveled. It was really strange. I was telling Colin at work that you got to put a sound box in that thing and just blast some Van Halen out of it, though. Oh, yeah. That's totally the. Mm, I guess you're right. They are kind of rounded out. It's weird looking though, huh? Like it's not normal the way that you see it. You know, it's like not what you're used to seeing. I'm looking yeah. for it right now. One sec. Well, Sean uh, Sean posted it up yesterday at 147. That's the one I'm looking at. When in doubt, go to Sean. Which hopefully everybody enjoyed that episode with Sean last week. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, well, always was a good was time talking to Sean. Fun. Um, you know it'd be kind of you know it'd be kind of funny or not funny but you know it'd be kind of cool is I'm thinking maybe we should uh we might have to get uh, Ryan Crowley on here you know that guy is like a wealth of knowledge and he's into some pretty cool stuff with the RCs that like we've kind of dabbled in but you know it's somebody else who like talking wise and it's somebody else who's actually done a lot of the stuff like he's actually done a couple um uh drift cars so that's somebody else who could actually talk about drifts um, mm. or drift car builds and he's also like he was sending me the stuff about sand drags so i thought that was kind of cool so interesting I might, get, I might have to get him on the show you're sand right about that i rock fun. yeah that's interesting i didn't look at it thus closely actually to see the uh all the the fenders that's pretty cool wonder how they did that if it's just kind of I don't know. It'll be interesting to see that body when it comes out, just because that was like the very first thing that jumped out at me when I looked at it. Yeah, yeah the that's first thing crazy. That jumped out at me was the fact that they didn't have Kid Rock in the picture. I mean, <laughs> that's true. The pro line, the hashtag on the pro line post though did say mullet, so they're at least self aware. Yeah, that's there's good. a couple. There was a couple people that posted. Oh, I can already see the mullets and the cores lights coming to life. <laughs> Isn't that the car in Billy Madison when he shows up listening to? Yep. That's what I thought. <laughs> I don't remember wearing, that. Wearing, wearing his Ario Speedwagon shirt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't remember that. Leaning on the hood of it in his jean jacket outside the high school. 
so funny. Oh, also, uh, the day that we're recording this is the 11th, so. Oh, yes, that's right. After I said I wanted to do that right before we <laughs> got on there, didn't even mention it. We got yes, sidetracked. Today, today is Veterans Day, so we would like to honor and thank all of the veterans um, for, you know, everything, making, allowing us to even have this podcast. I mean, there's so much to be thankful for, so we just want to say thank you to the veterans, everybody who served and who's currently serving, so. Absolutely. And actually, did you know, I didn't know that we had quite a bit of listeners that were, um, that are veterans. Oh, really? Like, I was, I was going through a couple of the people um, that popped up in my Instagram feed, and, like, Scooter Scott's a veteran. Um, Javier with um, Operation 11 Charlie, he's obviously a veteran. Mm-hmm. Alan DeHolosad, he's a veteran. I mean, we got, like, a handful of, you know, veteran listeners. And I'm sure there's more. I I thought about it. I almost wanted to put something out there saying, hey, send us in a picture if you want to be shared, and, like, we'll do, like, a little shout-out, but maybe I'll have to – get more geared up next year. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be really cool. It's one of those that like always kind of sneaks up and then it's, you know, then it happens. And so like every time I think about like kind of planning something, I, it just, it always just kind of flies by. But, well, the other thing, the other thing too is like, I truly think that some of this stuff kind of goes like, it kind of goes under the radar, I guess, so to say, like, you know, I don't think that our veterans get quite enough, you know, recognition, you know, as they deserve. Yeah, absolutely. It's like one of those, like, it's like, it's sad that it's becoming one of those like thankless jobs. You know, there's, there's people who want to do this because they want to be a change. They want to do, they want to serve the country. You know, they want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And then they never really like receive any kind of like thanks or recognition when it's all said and done. And, you know, your average person just goes back to life, to work, to whatever. I mean, it's just kind of crazy that to think that, you know, somebody who's putting their life on the line to keep you free and safe, just kind of like it goes without gratitude. And it's just crazy. And in all fairness too, there are people who do that, that, that raise their hand and join that, are doing it because it's, you know, they don't really have an investment in the greater picture. They just, they're looking for an opportunity for, you know, a good life. Cause if you do do it and do it well, you know, there are good benefits and that's okay too. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's still some, it's still some bullshit to put yourself through and that's not an easy thing for anybody. So like, regardless of intent, I mean, it's, and you know, I, and it always, one thing that always bugs me, is when people say, you know, like, oh, well, you know, why are you thanking them? They didn't do anything. And then they just point out like all like, you know, bad, like military things that have happened as if like somehow they're all responsible for that and made conscious choices to do it. And it's like, you know, at the people who that like, you you know, the people that we know you or I and stuff like that. I mean, you, you're in that environment. You do what you're told or you're put in places. I mean, it's it doesn't make it any nicer for anybody. You know, so, you know, show some appreciation and stop grandstanding a little bit. Yeah. So a big thank you from us because we're all we're all supporters for sure. And, you know, I think we all I mean, I know on my mom's side for sure. We had a lot of a a lot of military family and even on dad's side as well. So, I mean, it's it's kind of we all I mean, we all know people. So my dad, my grandpa. And yeah, I don't know beyond that. Yeah. So. 
Oh, yeah, thank you guys. We appreciate you. You know, I think if people are going to bitch to vets and stuff about, you know, the current fight that they're in or that they were a part of, it's like, you know, by that logic then, honestly, if you're going to criticize me, how about a high five for, like, the Revolutionary War and shit like that too? <laughs> you know, like, if you're gonna pile it all on like you might as like just give it all to me like normandy everything yeah you're yeah exactly america yeah <laughs> yeah people are just dumb so anywho but um yeah uh i forgot so apologies in advance because i forgot actually to post a question thread for tonight so we don't uh, we don't have a lot of consumer advice, unfortunately, for everybody. I think tonight, at least not any that's planned. Well, I have a question only because I was scrolling through, because um, sometimes I get question or I come up with a question or a topic by scrolling through, you know, what's in the feed. Mm. And I was scrolling through, and I got to Stephen Lee's, um, uh, his gatekeeper build and he's got this sticker and i'm assuming it's in the sticker kit or sheet um it's on his driver's side and it almost looks like a bunch of like you almost stacked a bunch of what would be like if you were like at a quote-unquote element fest you'd be able to put you know like a bunch of uh tech stickers is what it looks like all stacked on top of each other so that actually leads me to a question and i don't know if you guys know about this or can talk about this does Element plan on doing some sort of a big event similar to Axial Fest and or Proline by the Fire? Not that I have heard. Um, it'll probably, I don't know. I, I can't see that happening anytime in the near future. Um, I know that Brad, their um, social media guy, and amongst other things, he uh, is like super, super into Proline by the Fire. So I'm sure that rather than taking on a new headache all by themselves, they'll probably just throw all their support into Proline by the Fire. Yeah, but is Proline by the Fire ever going to happen again? Well, if if things, you know, <laughs> if things change, it's I mean, supposed to. I mean, it, like, obviously it got canceled this year, but, I mean, it's, it's something they're planning on doing. When was so. it supposed to be? October? No, it was supposed to be in. It always was in May. Oh, yeah. Oh. And then they pushed it back, and then it kept getting. And then okay. they finally like never mind. But the, the last reason why I heard it got canceled is because Apple Valley won't let them do it, which is basically like their event. It's kind of like what happened with Axial Fest in an extent. We're not. I, I'm not saying that um, Cisco Grove didn't want them to have it. It's just the new owners of Cisco Grove didn't get back to oh. Axial in time. Cool. And then they found another venue and it just accommodated them better for their needs. So they just kind of said to hell with the other place. But, and that was it. But, what I keep hearing is, well, they closed horsemen's and then they reopened it. Yeah. What I keep hearing is that it's just an ongoing process. So they're not really anywhere where it's like <sighs> where they could, give information out if that makes sense i think they're still working through a lot of it so in progress okay well i was just curious it was just something that like i was kind of thinking of like i said i scroll through and i uh you know 
come up with ideas or topics to talk about when we're scrolling. Um, what else is new? Gatekeeper RTR, that was announced today. So my question for that is, what is going to be, because I noticed that um, Element kind of like did the same thing that Axial did with a couple of their releases lately and started them out in kit form first and then released the RTR. And I know, I know Axial fell under some heavy, you know, criticism because basically in the past, if you got a kit, you got kind of like bonus items or upgraded parts that you wouldn't get in the RTR. But they found out shortly, like with the Capra, when it first came out as a kit and then came out as ready to run, you really didn't get anything different by getting the kit. You got the ready to run had all the same stuff and even had all the electronics hooked up for you so you could automatically have a dig right out of the box. Um, is Element doing anything like that? Do they have any, like, does the kit have, like, certain upgraded parts that the RTRs it does, yeah. So the kit over the RTR. So the kit has hard plastics, uh, steel pivot balls, the bronze shock bodies, um, and then the RTR is just the regular. It, it is still upgraded from their very first element. They've since changed their standard and the hard plastics, but... Um, all the new RTRs have the old hard plastics are just black, and then they have a new and improved harder plastic that is the option one now. But, um, no, it, it still is more rigid plastic than what was first available from Element, but it's not the gray stuff that comes in the kit. Um, it's got silver shock bodies. Uh, has their, what is it, like a 13-turn motor or something like that in this one? It's... It's a five slot, and it's not the 16 like comes in the other ones. It is, where is it? Um, all right. Where the heck is it? Boy, did I blow it on this one, huh? <laughs> team driver you are. I know it. Gosh. <laughs> Damn, dude. I don't see it. It has the new ESC, which is cool. The one that you can get the program card for, so that's neat. But, Huh. All right. Well, let me look at the other one then. Why do I not see? I'm going to have to go to Associated Site because I don't see it <laughs> on here anywhere. I've looked at the one that comes with the LiPo and the charger. I've looked at the one that doesn't, and I don't see it on either of these. So we'll go to AE's website. It's something goofy, though. It's like a 13 turn. It's not something that you typically see, but then again, all the five-slot ones are kind of different that way. Um, vehicles... Here we go. Fourteen turn. 
So they went from a 16 to a 14, so it should be a touch faster than the normal motor that comes in the Enduros. Which at 16 turn is actually pretty quick, so for a brush system, this thing ought to move right along, so that'll be cool. That's like awesome. Re retails for three ninety nine. Um, yeah, nice looking truck though. Yeah, absolutely. That's very cool. It took me a minute to understand what was going on, honestly, when it came out because I saw the one that you had just done up, and then I saw this, and so like I was having trouble distinguishing them for a little bit because of like the the panel colors. Oh yeah. So when the it was announced as the RTR, I like had to sit there for a minute and kind of go back and look through everything. I was like, "What did I miss?" <laughs> so but, I hope they ended up letting me do the graphics on an RTR at some point here because we've been talking back and forth a little bit about like with the Enduro Twenty Four. They're like, "Yeah, you should have come with those graphics on it." Like a couple different people had said that. So it'd be neat to actually have that opportunity to do that sometime. Well, there you go. You, everyone can petition for Jay to do the graphics on an element rig. Yay. <laughs> Just what they want. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You know, I, it, it's always in the front of my mind because I keep talking about how I need to get a new radio and why we were, talking waiting to start the show i was looking through a main at radios and stuff and i still cannot decide at all yeah i'm telling you spectrum i just i don't know man like i just from the racer side i hear a lot of people that aren't happy with spectrum um i've driven with other radios i really like trav's sanwa slash airtronics other than the weight of it that was really the only thing i didn't really like um but everything else felt really good about it it's just it's such a huge decision because you know you're replacing receivers and all kinds of other things so it's just really just this ongoing i don't know like i i was talking to elliot about it you know intern um this past weekend because i went crawling with him and jeremy kim and uh, he was like, man, you've been talking about a new radio for like the last year and you still haven't decided. I was like, God, I know. <laughs> but it's hard, though. Not really. I just told you the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse your answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just... Like I said, I don't know. I'm I've I've been a fan of Spectrum. Um, I know in the past they've had issues with like glitching or if there's too many of them out there, they, you know, whatever. But with my DX5, I haven't had anything, no issues whatsoever. Well, the one I'm running right now is ancient. It's a DX3R Pro, and it is old, and it served me well up until this past summer with drag racing and. Oddly enough, there's been a few times where, like, I don't know what's up with the range or whatever, but the car will just keep going. And then we, uh, the when Schultz was up here, was the last time I drove any of my drag cars, and I was, like, getting ready to go to the line, and, like, I turn everything on, and then all of a sudden the throttle just randomly starts pinning itself just <laughs> out of nowhere. So, just like, oh, this is safe. 
<laughs> no idea what's going on here. I'm going to set this thing down. It's just going to take off or is it going to stay? It was like just, it was exciting not knowing what your car was going to do because of the radio. Now the, the two, I think that I've got it narrowed down to is a Futaba 4 PM or the Sanwa MTS. I can't really decide which. Both are fairly small. They're both within about the same price range, 250, 260. Hmm. Yeah, I can't help you out there. I got no experience with Futaba. The only thing that would make me lean towards Futaba versus the Sanwa right now, then between those two, would just be the receivers, the price of them. So I think the Futaba receivers are a little bit cheaper. Not by much, but a little bit. Yeah, I know Todd Norton runs Fataba, and I think the only other person I really know that advertises Fataba is Harley. They're good radios. I mean, with Travis and I, are. like, everybody's pretty split that we know of that we race with. It's either no, Futaba there's or nothing. There's nothing wrong with Futabas at all. I mean, I my preference is just ever since I left Spectrum has just been Sanwa. I've, I've driven you know, some, some loner, you know, cars for a race or two here and there and with Futabas and I did the same with Sanwas sort of across that time. And I just, it, neither of them were a particularly easy transition for me. I mean, I going at crawling pace, it's probably a little bit easier to just pick up and go, but, um, I just, I never liked how the Futaba felt in my hands. Um, the Sanwa over time felt, in, you know, just better and better. And then I, you know, if I pick up a Spectrum now, I, I wonder how I ever drove a car with it. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with them though. I mean, they do. I mean, Futaba is like one of the biggest, if not the biggest radio manufacturer at this point. So it's like, it's kind of, it'd be kind of silly to say that they're doing anything wrong. So it's yeah, quality wise. I think you get, I mean, you're going to have the person say, Oh, well, you know, you want to do potentiometers quicker, but I think honestly, you're going to end up with the same reliability experience in both of what's just more comfortable to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's not hard to say. It's, I mean, that's, that's a tough question. Cause I don't know if there is a right answer. I mean, I know where I would go, but that, where I would go is not where everyone else might go. And having a radio that's comfortable is so important too. Cause like I remember just being up on the driver's stand sometimes and you're just like, everything feels wrong. Like the grip feels wrong. The steering wheel feels wrong. You can't, you know, you have trouble finding like just exactly how you want to, you know, hold the steering wheel and just, man, it's just such a big part of the mental game behind racing is like just having a radio that you're not even thinking about in your hands and it just works. Yeah. I, I, you know, I really have enjoyed crawling with my M12, and I get that I, I liked it. That yeah. thing was really, really good. Yeah, with your truck. I, I, I understand completely why someone wouldn't want to spend like three or four hundred bucks on one to get it, but I, I've never felt so connected. And even like driving at that speed, I'm glad I had that instead of like a Fly Sky or a cheaper Spectrum. I genuinely was. I genuinely feel like it makes a difference. It definitely makes a difference in terms of my enjoyment for sure. I mean, if you have a good radio, I mean, it's, I think it's just more fun and it's something that people overlook a lot. Yeah. I, I did notice like a big difference, you know, cause a lot of our cars now, like 
for people that don't know, I've been like the cars that we kind of have here in our fleet, we've been slowly like getting each one converted to where it has its own radio because it's easier for filming and stuff like that. And you can just, you know, hand somebody radio in the car and here drive it, you know, instead of like, you know, oh, well, we can't drive this car and this car at the same time because they're both on the same radio. And so mm. for us with what we're doing, having it all separate is a lot better. But I did notice like just a difference between driving with the RTR radio and then even the Fly Sky, like the Fly Sky felt quite a bit better. And it made me think about how much fun I had driving your truck with that radio. So it definitely is a big difference even with crawling. So, yeah. So I, like I said, understand completely why I mean, I'm going to look it up right now just in case anyone feels like going to look for it because I want to see actually what street price is on one of these for a main. Which one? The M12 RS, which is what I have. Okay, yeah, the M12 RS is 399 So you can get the MTS, which is the lighter version. Um, it's a four channel, but it's the same, like, it's the same sort of, like, I'm not, I never know how to word this. If it, it's, it's the same, as I understand it, same sort of, like, frequency as the, um, as the M12 in terms of, like, the, uh, the data connection. But to be perfectly honest with you, I'm not the best as a, at explaining the differences, um, but you can get an M- MTS for 250 and it comes with a receiver, I believe. Yeah, with an RX 482, which in all fairness is a $100 receiver. So really you're paying yeah. $150 for the radio and 100 for the receiver, which is steep. That is a lot for receivers for sure. Um, so. Especially, I mean, yeah. when you think about it, because you've got two drag cars, I'll have a nitro buggy and a two wheel buggy all to run off of one radio. So that's 400 bucks just in receivers when I go to switch over. And so that kind of hurt. That's the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. That's really tough. Part of me almost thinks that you should just start looking used instead. Because if someone's looking, selling that stuff, they'll probably have some receivers and then they'll just dump it off cheaper anyways. Yeah, that's true. That's probably not a bad way to, bad way to do it so someone maybe it might be harder on the sandwa side but i bet i mean i think i see every once in a while i see it you know it's someone cheaping off of futaba with some stuff so yeah i mean i'm sure that i'm sure you'd be able to find something that's where i would start looking honestly before you drop some money on a radio that you might not be able to flip if you don't like it yeah exactly no it's a good idea i just i hate big decisions like that especially something that's like yeah, I know what you but mean. To, I mean, with racing, it's like it's such a critical yeah. piece of equipment, you know. And yeah, like it's just it's got to feel nice. I wish I wish I hadn't had waited so long, but me too. But it's like, man, I there's just too many good ones out there for you know all all in the two fifty to three fifty price range. Like, there's a lot of radios in that price range to choose from. Yeah, that makes it really hard, and none of them are garbage, you know. And so that makes it even worse. Yeah. So, I don't know. 
ideally it'd be sick to have one radio to be able to do everything with and like have like my comp truck on it and stuff like that. But well, and that's, that was my philosophy too, is I can just do it from one system race vehicle or crawler. Yeah. So just for what we're doing though, I'm, I'm still kind of leaning towards having a radio for each car. It just seems to make sense doing it that way. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, man. I am absolutely starving. <laughs> <laughs> I need to start eating before we do this. Yeah, I made it a point. I needed to grab food before this one. People, if you can't tell, we're not prepared at all for tonight. No, not so, even a little bit. This, this has been fine. like such a crazy week that I haven't really been thinking about anything podcast. I also like between thursday no between friday and sunday i put out two shows on track walk and so like i'm i just kind of tuned myself out of that world that world for a little while after i released those shows and i was sitting here like middle of the day today and i was like oh man we record tonight <laughs> i haven't posted i haven't done anything you need to one of these days watch one of the well, okay, let me back up a little bit. So Ultra 4 does live broadcasts, but then all of the races are on YouTube, just, you know, in mm. so you can go back and watch them whenever you want. Mm-hmm. And they have, so for King of the Hammers, they usually have a couple different announcers. They've, there's a guy they bring over from England, and then um, they've got the guy, Ferrari dude with the hair from... <laughs> whatever that show is oh yeah extreme yeah, four-wheel driver you know who i'm talking about the dude with the spiky hair no i I, I have no idea ian johnson yeah so they'll, <laughs> they'll have him um and then like they've got this normal dude well the the regular guy that does all the races except for the big ones he sounds almost exactly like kermit the frog like he just <laughs> like sounds almost identical dude it's so funny for me to listen to and uh i've he seems like a great guy he knows all the drivers and stuff like that which is really good and he knows like a lot of personal history about the teams and stuff and so he has a lot of like filler you know when he's doing his broadcasts and stuff because he can you know talk about you know the history of so and so and they've won king of the hammers x amount of times and whatnot but dude like he doesn't understand social media at all. And like the way that he refers to stuff just absolutely kills me. He's like hop on the Instagrams and hop on the Facebooks and hashtag it up. And what the hell? And like his like signature phrase, like I, one of these days I'm going to count how many times he says it, but he says, hashtag it up so many times through each episode but it was just so funny like hop on the instagrams uh, <laughs> I'm just dying listening to it's like <laughs> do, do, do you know what it is like do, do you know he's like follow us on facebook instagram how do you do fellow kids <laughs> like like i don't understand like what are we supposed to be doing here like we're watching a race but we're supposed to get on instagram now and we're hashtagging it up like what it's I'm, conf- I'm confused about the process people try and be like hip and young and cool but then that's kind of what it reminds but me but they of. don't ever 
like put the effort in to figure out what it all actually means. So they just start saying the words and hoping that it's going to resonate with people. He gets tongue tied on a few of them and it's just super, super funny. Like borderline. Some of it's like borderline dyslexic. Like it's just, <laughs> you'll have to listen to some of it. It's super, super funny. And granted it's, it's a hard job. Like you and I have both like called races and stuff like that. And it's, challenging you know trying to keep up with the action and stuff oh yeah not screw up people's names and things like that but it's like when this dude does mess up like it's so i don't know it's just super super funny to listen to (laughs) i know exactly how that goes i I, you know it's what i noticed because i just did one of those uh i just did like a companion sort of watch along on track walk for the uh manufacturer shootout in alabama this last weekend and i and I've had this when I RD too, is that if you like, if you're announcing and you're calling something and you're, you're sort of talking and announcing a speed and you're, and you're having to, you're having to say what you're seeing as you see it develop. And I, every once in a while, I will just say the completely wrong thing as far as what's happening in front of me. And it is so hard to like gain momentum back from that point, from just absolutely stumbling over what was happening in front of me. And that's why you don't freestyle rap. I mean, that's true. No one should freestyle rap. No, uh, except for Eminem. No, we should just stop it. No, not even Eminem. People will start, start to figure out that Eminem is overrated. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. Since we're going down that route, we just lost. Point. We just lost our Diesel Brothers audience, didn't we? <laughs> okay. No, they probably listen to country rap. Oh God, <laughs> I listen to country rap. Do you, you really? Yeah. Did really? Weak in his voice when he said, "Yeah," it wasn't a proud "Yeah." It was like almost kind of meek, like "Yeah." No. <laughs> That's what it's no. like. You're so weird. I, I refuse. I refuse that answer. <laughs> I don't accept it. Oh God! That's no, funny. I'm dead serious. Really? Like, Ryan Upchurch, The Lax, Moonshine Bandits. I listen to it all. So can I, can I ask you a question? Sure. Why? Yeah, there's a lot of good music you could listen to. Why do you choose that? <laughs> I listen to a lot of good music. I don't know. Do you? Oh, now you're questioning my <laughs> skills. This is a bold. This is a bold uh, stance to take here. <laughs> to try and corner no, Adam on his musical taste. Defend hey, yourself. I listen to, hey, I listen to a lot of different music. Okay, it all depends on what what I'm into. Um, really, what it comes down to is it kind of like bridged a gap because like I'm not a fan of. I I guess you could say I'm more of a fan of like traditional country is a little more I can listen to it because it's not like what it is nowadays. Now it's all watered down and like basically pop and I just don't listen to pop. So the fact that country rap kind of blended something that was a little more relatable um, as far as like – because most of them talk about the stuff they go through even though obviously I don't live in the south but like – it's a lot of like blue collar kind of like scenarios and whatnot. So, and a some bunch of it's of white people shit. Thank you. A bunch of white people <laughs> shit. So, Hey, so I listen to it when I'm in the mood, 
I listen to a little <laughs> bit of everything. I mean, it all depends on what mood I'm in. I mean, if you really want me to break it down, it comes down to like, like I said, the mood. If I'm in like a pissed off, angry mood, I'm listening to some like really heavy, heavy metal. And that's, you know, kind of like how it is. If I'm in the mood to just whatever, then I'll put that on. It all really depends on what mood I'm in. What about when you're horny? Oh, then we got to put on the R&B. Oh, some Keith Sweat. Yep. <laughs> Boys to men. Uh, I would say moving on, but we have nothing to move on to. So, <laughs> what? What is okay? So we've established it, like, uh, and I think that's pretty typical. Everybody's got like their like regular music and then like chill out music or whatever. What is the most embarrassing? Thing that you probably have in your music collection in my collection both of you yeah like what mm. like if i were to grab your phone and go through your music what would i be I gotta, shocked shocked or horrified of i gotta open up my itunes real fast and find out yeah i gotta look at mine too because i don't even know because i know i i listen to some pretty embarrassing shit when i need to chill out do you and just relax yeah i don't actively listen to anything that i would classify as embarrassing as far as stuff that's like in my library that i just never got around to like removing or don't ever touch i have let's see what do i have i have some Ariana Grande. That's pretty much it. Hmm. That was kind of short lived. I'm, I'm surprised. Well, so I went to when I went to Vegas a couple years ago. The people that I was staying with, they like exclusively listened to. Like the only the only radio station that was on was like the local Vegas, like, um, pop channel. So it was like this every time that I was in, you know, in the truck, it was like the same three songs. Cause you know, that's how all those radio stations are. And yeah. so I had to just stuck in my head enough that like for a minute, I thought I might've actually liked it. So I went and I downloaded it and then I listened to it maybe twice on my way home from work a couple times. And I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. Okay. I found something in my library that I think you'd be shocked about. Hmm. I don't even know why it's in here. Oh, right, it's only because right. there's a handful of songs. You ready for it? I'm ready. You sure you're about this? No. Nickelback. Oh, God. And it's honestly, it's like almost like what Travis said. I don't even know the last time I listened to those songs. Are they, it's probably been a good four or five years. Hmm. So you say. Oh, you I know what? The- I got some 50 Cent. Haven't listened to him since I was like in high school. I got some Man of War I need to delete. I'm going to do that now. <laughs> All right, that's done. Talk about some bad stuff. And they turned out to be pedophiles anyways, so. <laughs> um. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but I have ABBA's greatest hits in here. <laughs> yeah delete 
All right, Jay, what's your most embarrassing music you got since you're trying to put us on blast? Yeah, just trying to talk shit for no good reason. I have some Halsey and BB Rexa on my phone. What is Halsey? People say what? Halsey? People say Halsey. Halsey. I don't know what it is. She's got a really whiny voice, but yeah, kind of like soft and scratchy sounding at the same time. She has a really cool voice. She did that song. Isn't she the other one who did that song with uh, G Easy? You and I. Yeah, they or were poking him, each other. Something like that. You and I, or him and I, or something along those lines. She uses a lot of auto-tune, I think. Well, at this point, they all do, really. Yeah, so some of that stuff's so crazy overproduced. Hey, Travis has that fancy um thing. We should do a we should do part of our segment in auto-tune. <laughs> I don't have auto-tune. That's oh the thing I'm God, missing, though. <laughs> Funny, funny, funny. <laughs> that actually would be pretty. Uh, does Auditude have a free trial? I'm, I'm hold on. I'm gonna look. That'd be funny. Hold on. We could just have a totally like auto tuned intro for the show. Uh, dude, dude, we become the number one podcast just for that. I mean, they just tune in just to hear the auto tune. <laughs> uh, let's see. And then as soon as that part's over, they'd be like, "All right." They have a 14-day free trial. Oh, we might have to do it. Hell yeah. All right. Wait a minute. Oh, okay. Never mind. We're good. Have you seen that command center from Racecraft? I don't. To be totally honest with you, I actually haven't looked at any of it long enough to figure out what it is. It's rad, but it's another one of those things where I think it's going to be like, so I don't know if you guys remember, but PowerShift uh, RC Technologies had um, for a while some really fairly elaborate laser cut scale garages that you put together. And I guess ultimately what kind of killed that was just shipping. And Mm. this thing can't be any better. Like, it has got to be an absolute nightmare to ship to people and super expensive because it looks like it's made with slat paneling. You know, like, you know how we had those grid panels in the retail store? Uh. And then how some places have, like, you know, their fixtures on the walls and stuff for the slats, you know? So it's just, like, the long things with the, the grooves in them for the hooks and everything. It has those, and, like, the thing's got to weigh just a ton, and there's, like, a LED, like, tube-style fluorescent-looking light that goes across the top of it, and, I mean, like, it's a big freaking unit, and I can't imagine that's going to be cheap to buy or ship. <coughs> Excuse me, but it's really cool, but I just am hoping that it doesn't go the way of the scale RC garages because it's so massive that you can't get it to anybody reasonably. It's too bad in a way because people come up with like some really good ideas sometimes, but they're like are so elaborate that they're not remotely practical. And so things that end up being a bad idea or a good, like really good idea, like will never take off because it's not like, like how are you going to get one? Yeah, exactly. You know, how much are you going to have step- to pay to get one? 70 bucks to have it shipped because it's 150 pounds or something yeah i mean that's that's hardcore yeah i don't know that's a bummer but for for their sake i hope they do well yeah no it's neat it's just like you know i don't know spend all that money and then you gotta 
make sure that it's going to fit at your local track if they have, you know, pit spaces that are already provided and stuff like what um, PRCR had and stuff. Gotcha. Was that, was that the name of, what was the Portland one? What was the name of that place? Was it PRCR? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's a lot like the Tacoma one. <laughs> They're all, they, well, so that was kind of a joke for some years is because everyone had the same name. OCRC. Yeah, it's all variants of the same yeah. letters minus one. But mm-hmm. there's one track in the Midwest called uh, CRCRC. <laughs> so every time that we, we, every time that, because they have a big winter race in like January or February. Uh, I think it's called, oh, it's not called that anymore. It's the Ohio RC factory now, but when they had that name, um, it, the joke every winner was that it's the like CR, 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 <laughs> CR championships. Kind of like what they used to do with Konigzig on the uh, top gear. Oh God. Yeah. yeah that was the great. Zig, 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 zig. <laughs> Takes up like half the board. Also, I am, uh, I am installing auto tune. So progress is being made. Um, I mentioned this last week or uh, someone else mentioned this. Actually, I don't remember who brought this up Um, because I was sick. I didn't elaborate on what was going on. Um, The, the land canoe. So the land canoe is a device we had at work or we have at work. It was broken for a while. Um, That it is a canoe with, like the trucks have an electric skateboard put under it. But it's, as far as I can understand, it's like our motor drive. And it's powered by a 12S battery. <laughs> and I was sitting here thinking like, oh, that's kind of funny, you know, like we had this thing. I, I had, This was the first time in a year working there that I had, had ridden in it. And I did not like, I was sitting here thinking like, oh, it's, you know, it's, just kind of funny. Everyone gets a can in a canoe and cause there's a brewery in the same complex. So they'll, you know, take the land canoe to the brewery. And, um, so great. <laughs> <laughs> but so we get in and, and, uh, so I work with this guy named Thomas. He's a, uh, he's like the, the engineering pro- uh, project manager, you know? And, um, he's kind of like the master of this land canoe. He's the, the captain, so to speak. And <laughs> he, uh, so he's at the back of this thing and he's got, he's got an oar and he hands me an oar and I'm kind of sitting here thinking like, okay, this is really funny now. And he's like, yeah, well you use these, you have to drag them on the ground to kind of help you steer. I was like, okay. Just immediately sounds super sketchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. This thing was fast. <laughs> I like legitimately it, it felt, I didn't, I saw the video like, because um, one of the other guys that works there kind of was riding on his bike, taking a video of it running around. But it felt like as fast as you would drive or faster than like most people would through a parking lot. <laughs> like it was actually hauling. Like I kind of forget how like powerful 12S is. <laughs> and yeah, it was, and so it's just one of our flight packs that we plugged into this thing. And, you know, it's a region and all this and just absolutely ridiculous. And... Yeah, we took it for a hot lap pretty much around the complex. And so, yeah, you were burying the oar into the asphalt to try and pivot the thing around. Otherwise, you'd kind of have to lean to get the thing to turn. The video was so funny because you guys had shot it with a gimbal. And so it just looked like this 
really smooth, fast yeah. <laughs> experience. That it was so funny. Yeah, that's comedy about rolling up to that thing and rolling up to the brewery and that thing. That's great. I'll um maybe maybe because I have that video, so maybe I'll post it on the 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 page. You should, it's so, so people ridiculous. can see what it's about. It's it's pretty funny. So yeah, it's a good time. Uh, from what I understand. They used to have. Uh, I, I don't understand the context entirely. It's before I worked there, but they had a they had a bar stool that was electric powered. And it was called the, it was called the stool sample. And well, uh, what's funny is there there is like people who build bar stool like go karts so they could race. Yeah, well, they got rid of it in this one in particular because it was deemed just just too dangerous. Because and they didn't say why, but knowing them, it was fast as all hell. So I think that what was probably made that video. Call. What would have made that video even better is if you guys are wearing those like captain hats. <laughs> we do have a collection of ridiculous hats there, but we don't have any of those. That would have been a lot better though. Let's see. You guys should dress up like George Washington and soldiers. Like when you're crossing the Delaware, <laughs> <laughs> Just pull up and got dude standing on the bow with his hand over his eye, just peering at the landscape in front of him. Well, I always think too, because there's a, uh, there's a weird like geosynthetic slash like machine shop down the way from like, in our, like just at the other end of the building we have in our unit. And I always must think, cause we have like, you know, we have like the land canoe and I have a bunch of like electric powered bikes and stuff like that. And I always think like what those people are thinking every time we ride by and something, just one of the contraptions because Lazy kids on their damn contraption. Yeah. Well, cause I imagine a machinist who's been there like 12 hours a day, you know, looking outside or just one of the dudes that are just, just shaving material down. And that's just his whole job. Just standing by the door, filtering stuff outside and sees us rolling by. And they just got to, I imagine they're just pissed. <laughs> I always wonder it, like, especially in the land canoe. Cause I was sitting there thinking, I was like, what if someone, cause people drive, you know, just like all parking lots, there's people who haul ass for no reason. And I always think I was like, what must it be like, to have someone like haul ass through this parking lot and then just a land canoe emerges from around a corner or something like that's like, can your brain process that <laughs> all that information and stop like to within see a reasonable difference town, actually. It would have been cool to, I mean, Use yeah, camera car and everything. Yeah. You know, you know, the police here aren't that cool though. As long as you use hand signals. Oh my gosh. Well, there's probably it's probably classified or like as a vehicle by some stretch of stretch of the word, so it probably would have required a license plate of some degree or something. That's totally worth it. Like if if you were able to license a land canoe, I would pay to have that licensed and have it be legit. <laughs> hmm. Next Red Bull runs to the store would never be the same. No, next thing you guys need to do is a land yacht. <laughs> I don't have the space, unfortunately. <laughs> I really think there could be a whole new market. Could you imagine seeing that guy who's like the angry, pissed off guy in traffic and he's got like a pirate ship? 
It's only cool if it has cannons. You can fire at pedestrians. <laughs> oh, man. Land canoe. Land canoe. Anyways, yeah, I, I promised an explanation, so there it is. I'll post the video up. It's pretty great. It was definitely one of those proud papa moments when you sent me that. Oh, I don't know if that's something, though. I just just reminded me. I don't know if it's something we could talk about. Let me go look real quick. I think it's in the... I think it's in the fan in the fan page. I don't think it's on the team page. See, this is why I love scrolling through. It gives me stuff to talk about. Maybe I can't talk about it. Right, row. Maybe it is in the team page. That's what happens when people have the team page and the fan page. Fan page. I don't have a fan page. Yeah, you do. No, we don't. That's our fan page. There, there is no <laughs> such thing. <laughs> uh, I should start one now that I talked about it. Dan Sutherland is getting rid of a really nice rig. Oh, yeah, I, I saw that. The page if anybody is looking for a really, really nice build that is the majority of the way finished. That's a smoking good deal, too, because I think it comes with the servo and some other stuff, too. That's pretty cool. Okay, yeah. I realized it was on the actual team page, so I can't talk about it. Never mind. I recant that statement. All of that just for nothing. Well, sorry, because I saw something and it got me going, oh, I could talk about that. But then I had to double check because I didn't want to blurt out something I wasn't supposed to blurt out. I mean, I just don't know if I'm allowed to or not. It doesn't say anywhere in here that this is – um you know, whatever. Can't talk about it. Just, yeah. Well, you could talk about it and then you'll find out after the fact if it, you could talk about it or not. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll probably let you know in a hurry. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know what I would like to talk about? What? Nothing. I mean, you can't expect all RC people to be car guys because, you know, some people just like RC cars and, you know, but they're, for whatever reason, people are nuts with making all of these rigs that get released rear engine. And it's like, no, that that's not the way that it works. Like, for example, I saw somebody at a 3D printed LS in the back of a gatekeeper. Like, how are you going to do that with trailing arm suspension? Like, that's just not something you would see. Like, the motor's up front in that. Like, it's not a mid-motor vehicle. Like, it, it's just, I don't know. It's just a lot of weird stuff that people do. The well, camera, I, I get it. It's a rock buggy, you know? Like, it makes sense. But, like, with, like, the gatekeeper and stuff like that, it's like, okay, now you guys just are just 
doing it because you like to do it. <laughs> okay. Well, it's kind of like, and I'm not going to name any of these companies names, but it's like, there's a, there's a lot of, th- I've noticed 3d printed companies that come out with, it's like, it's almost like when a new vehicle comes out, they feel like they have to come out with something to, you know, 3d print for this vehicle. And what I think that's funny is it's like, People, you know, they had a, they, they, they did what was like, you know, what is it? The drop in, you know, rear sections for like the Wraith one nine, which is somewhat believable. Cause the Wraith one nine is kind of like a rock buggy, but it's like when you have the drop in and it's got like camping gear, it's like, you know, your average person that drives a rig like that is not taking it to go camping. They're going to do an event. Yeah. So why are you putting camping gear in the back of like a buggy? Well, then it's kind of like the same thing happened with the Capra. People were trying to make stuff for the back of the Capra, and it's like it's got a fuel cell back there for a reason. It's supposed to look like, you know, some yeah. sort of a trail machine. Well, now the gatekeeper came out, and people are right back at it. They're making drop-ins, and they're putting in, like, you know, a camping gear. Like, they're adding axes and chainsaws, and it's like <laughs> <laughs> extreme logging. I'm like – um, with this vehicle, yeah. I will conquer. It's like, I just, I'm not trying to be mean. It's like, I'm just like, can you come up with items that go with the build? Well, that's when you know they're not a car guy, which is fine. You don't have to be a car guy to enjoy RC, but it's like I saw a guy with a bomber pulling a flatbed trailer with a truggy on the back of it. Like, I don't know how many bombers you've seen driving down I-5. But well, I that's just not usually the tow vehicle of choice. I decided that when I get my gatekeeper probably next year sometime, I'm going to strap a actual M1911 to the top of it. That's a good idea. Yeah, I think so. And then you're going to pull a flatbed with it. <laughs> I will pull a trail runner. Yeah, I mean, and I know it sounds like we're being critical. It's like we're just poking fun. But, I mean, it's like, you know, you don't have to be a car guy to enjoy RC. And RC is like, you know, kind of make-believe time for some people. But if you're not a car guy, say you're not a car guy, don't pretend to be one and just start saying shit because that's a big problem we have in this hobby right now where people feel like they – this is a whole thing, honestly, a whole rabbit hole you could go down because – I'm not saying we should. I'm just saying that people, I feel like new people in the hobby see everyone else around them as matter of fact as they are and feel like they need to be that way too because they don't want to be the dumb guy because they see what happens when someone asks a pretty reasonable question and someone's got to be like, look at this guy, you know, Meanwhile, Look they're recommending Google figure it out yourself. That's what we had. To meanwhile, do. they're recommending portals on other pages. But the point being yeah. is that that's how everyone in this hobby seems to be right now. So it's, you know, I do the community a favor. And if you're not a car guy or you don't know much about what's going on, say that and everyone is better for it, including yourself. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of, um, and I know this was uh, kind of not related, but since you brought up the car thing, there was a photo running around where uh, I saw it on Instagram where they were making fo- where they were making fun of this person because they got a shift pattern tattooed on their arm, and 
it was somebody who clearly did not know anything about like i don't know if it was a joke or if it was photoshopped or whatever but it was somebody who clearly didn't understand how a shift pattern in a car works instead of going first then back to second then up to third then back to fourth and then up to fifth it was one, two, three across. Oh my God. <laughs> four, five was on the bottom. And you're just like, and somebody's, and, and there were people legitimately in the comment section going, I don't understand what's wrong with this picture. <laughs> That's funny. And it just goes to show you the, the, you know, the, the manual transmission drivers are like dinosaurs now. They just like don't exist because yeah. people are like, I really don't understand what's wrong with this person's tattoo. Like what is wrong with it? And it's like, well, shifting from third to fourth is going to be wild. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I was just sitting there like trying to think of what that would be like to drive while you're explaining it. I'm just going, Oh my God, dude, that's really complicated. And then I don't know if someone was being funny or if they really didn't know. Then somebody said, no, that's funny. Why do they have an R next to the next to the thing? Is that race mode? Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah, it is. That's the one once you're like close to flat out top speed, that's the gear you put it in to get extra power. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's just, but it's like, yeah, that's why you go to that. I mean, yeah. If you're, I guess the best way for me to say it is like, if you're going to try and make like, or if you're going to say you're trying to make your vehicle as scale as possible, think about real world scenarios. Yeah. Don't be like, Oh, I want to make my, I want to make my uh, trophy truck. Like I want this thing to be like super scale. Next thing you know, you put a fifth wheel trailer hitch in the back of it and you're towing your gooseneck and you're like, what is going on here? And it's got a LS in the back where the fuel cell should be. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. I think you know what some where some of that stemmed from, uh, to be honest, is from the Capra because there was that guy up in I want to say he was in Oregon or or he was near you guys in Washington. I don't know which state it was in, but I know it was up north. And he made a 3D printed LS motor that would fit right where the fuel cell would go in the back of the Capra. Yeah, I've seen that. I saw a guy do it to a bomber too, and I'm just like, what in the hell are you guys doing? So I think what it is is it's kind of like that somebody saw them become like the first with the one, so they want to be the first with the next one. It's kind of like that. Have you ever noticed when a new rig comes out, there's immediately a like fan page for it on Facebook, and you're automatically added to it? I I didn't get that with the gatekeeper. I joined the fan page that I came across, but it's not much anything. It's just basically like one or two guys reposting stuff from other pages, which I thought was always funny because it's like this, it's like you know they came out with the SCX ten three within seconds. There's an SCX ten three fan page, and you're already added to it, and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, like, nothing to be me. It's just, like, I think, like, it's, what I'm getting at is it's just shows to show you that, you know, social media has really taken over some people's lives, and, like, they want to be the first to have it posted on this or first to have it shared here, the first one to create this group. And, you know, I think you need to step back and enjoy the hobby more than just worrying about being the first person on Facebook. Yeah. And for God's sakes, don't put 
an LS in the back of things that are front motor. Wrong. You yeah, can you LS know. swap anything. <laughs> it's proven. It is I think that's what I need to do. I need, I need to do that. My next build with an SOR wrap on it is going to have a motor in the back. I'll probably build like a, a K5 Blazer. I'm going to put the motor in the back. You should. That'd be sick. I'm going to 3D print flappy paddles for the uh, the steering wheel. <laughs> flappy paddles. Yeah, for the gatekeeper. It's a race vehicle. That's true. Flappy paddle gearbox. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait till Grand Tour comes back. Me too. Just so many good terms. I'm rewatching Top Gear right now. As much as I can with my HBO subscription, but the uh, it's only back to like season seventeen. But God, I forgot how funny it is. I miss it. Now they just have three like really generic British guys on there, and they're helping each other now. And that was like always the thing. Like you know, if something went wrong, they would leave each other, which was great. Yeah, which is what it's what you do. And yep. now it's like, oh no, we all got to get there. And it's like, man, this isn't fun. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm just watching the struggles of Britain. <laughs> so, man, pretty soon here we're going to be having the uh Great Gatekeeper 3D printed Skid Wars of 2020. Ah, uh, do we <laughs> is do we yeah. want to end the show now? <laughs> Everybody's making these 3D printed skids that go in where the back links would normally fasten and it like makes this big full belly pan underneath it. It's like, I don't quite understand why, but yeah, I, I'd be curious. I want, I haven't really felt motivated to devote my time to figuring out the purpose, but I am very curious why this is happening more than anything, not suggesting anything. I'm just, I want to you know, ask intern because I think interns got some like partnership thing going with someone. I don't really know. Like I said, I just scroll through. I don't have the energy to research, but um, I'm kind of curious as to what the perceived performance is because I have a feeling we've seen this episode before and I'm just kind of wondering if that's, if this is what I think it is. I wonder if it'll get a torque twist. Yeah, because well, it's going to add more rigidity to the um, chassis. Wrong. Yes. <laughs> Wrong. I refuse your answer. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to title the episode that. I'm so glad that the Capper page doesn't come up on my news feed now. <laughs> The Capra is one of those rigs that, for whatever reason, when it was released, immediately people started doing a lot of really weird shit to it. You know, it's kind of funny about the Capra is that it's been out, what, a little bit over a year? And people still don't know what it act like, what it is. Yeah. Like, no one has really managed to figure out, like, actually what it's supposed to be. And I mean that, like... In the sense that people have really strange perceptions about what it is. Like, everyone thinks it's something it's not, actually. A lot of people think it's an Ultra 4 truck, and it's not. Yeah. I think... It's geared to where it could be an Ultra 4 truck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Contrary to what you read, I guess, if you just add a cage and panels to something, it doesn't make it a U4 vehicle. Yeah, no. 
So I guess we did help somebody tonight. Or they're just going to tell us we're wrong and they refuse our answer. They probably yeah. do refuse. Yeah, probably that bit, actually. You know that needs to be the next scale bumper sticker. <laughs> wrong or refuse your answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, which kind of like leads into a little bit of a segue. I really love that shitbox edition that you came out with. Oh, you like that? <laughs> yep. I do like that, I mean, actually. I've been thinking about it for a while and I just was like, didn't really have the time to do it and then there was something i needed to print for brad and so it's like oh you know what this is a perfect opportunity to just knock all of that out at once i like that it was looming in your mind you're like i need to get this done so on occasion you know how i kind of share <laughs> like my frustrations with facebook dating <laughs> you know they're app thing they have for the phone so, so is this going to be like our, our like a segment of the show now we'll call we'll like have to have like some jingle that goes into um jay's uh what, what will we call it jay's facebook dating scandals <laughs> something no <laughs> there, there's a dating site and it's a sponsored ad on facebook and it's called torch and it just says meet new people and then the That's, picture oh. is a cartoon of a guy and a girl kissing and it just says pump and dump right above. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Meet new people. Pump and dump. Pump and dump. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That is a, that was a hidden jewel that I just found. I just sent it to the group chat. That's pretty spectacular. Oh my god! I mean, it made you look. Yeah, it, it got my. Attention. Oh wow! It's not even like. So <laughs> it's not. What is this? <laughs> it's pump and dump, dude. It's pretty clear what it is. You know what I should? I'm almost thinking about doing this. I should just post this. <laughs> babies with strangers. Post this photo and my video, and just be like, "This is the subject matter of episode 67 or 67." <laughs> yeah, just a bunch of pictures. Episode 67 with no context, and it's just a bunch of pictures and not. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. That was pretty fantastic. Oh, um, this is just a just because I know that people just bought them. This isn't scale related. I just saw this in my feed for some cursed reason. But uh, there's an official tweet from Xbox today that just says, um, "We We're can't." <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> but we can't believe we have to say this. But please do not blow vape smoke into your Xbox Series X. What? So all vapors. Please, uh, or is it? No, never mind. Um, yeah, don't do that because I guess it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> Vape smoke is super conductive. Well, you know what's funny that, like, you know that they have to keep putting out all these weird um, warnings. So, there was a, there was a, I guess you could say it's a meme that I saw floating around um, earlier this week, and it said. It's it's sad. Fifty years ago, the owner's manual for a car told you, you know, what not like, you know, what not to do as far as like, you know, don't over tighten this, don't do that, like, you know, all like the 
common sense or what most people call common sense. They said, now the owner's manual, the first thing they tell you to do is not drink the fluid. It's like, what, what is it like? Everybody's like, you know what? Everybody tastes all the fluids now that are underneath the hood of their car instead of, you know, putting something back together. Antifreeze does taste like watermelon. I don't want to know how you know. Oh, I'm kidding. Are you? What? Okay, moving on. <laughs> Actually, shit. Again, we don't have anything to move on to. <laughs> is I'll it? Find, you can always count on Facebook for weird shit, so I'll find something. Is vapor we're, we're... the correct term? Vapor? Yeah, that doesn't sound right. Like, are they just a vape enthusiast? A vape enthusiast. I'll ask Colin if he knows. I'll ask Colin tomorrow. Yeah, I can't help you out with that. I don't uh, do the vape. Hmm. I do the vape. Yeah, do the vape. Do the vape. Oh, you, you did the pot. Well, I don't have an answer, but I did find an article for the top 15 vaping podcasts you must follow in 2020. Oh, my God. And I thought RC podcasts are stupid. A vaping podcast? That's ridiculous. I did a, uh, yeah, this was updated a week ago. Number three, Culture of Clouds. Oh, my God. Four, Cloudy Society. Five. Cloudy society. Hold on. So number five is the number one vape podcast. Well, clearly not. Um, West Coast Clouds. Eju Stores podcast. Oh, this one. Wolf Bite. <laughs> I don't. I don't get that one. <laughs> wow. Oh, because his oh, name man. is Frank Wolf. If you, if you could see how enthusiastically I'm rolling my eyes right now. Frank Wolf is a Canadian content creator who makes podcasts that is related mostly to vaping. As an aspiring content creator, he wants to do content in regard to the Canadian vape scene and anything other than sun. Canada has a vape scene? That's wild. The Vape Show. Dude, it's so lame. Vaped by Totally Wicked. <laughs> is that like is that like punked or pranked? You You've walk up, vaped. you just yeah, you just like vape in someone front of you, like vaped. He just got vaped. Punch bro. him in the nuts and run. I guarantee the admin for that Facebook group for that podcast has a Subaru logo for his profile picture. Also, they're only. There's only 11 podcasts on this top 15 vaping podcast. Like, there's not a next page that or anything. That's so. a lot right there. They just listed <laughs> every vaping podcast. <laughs> so it's a work in project, like a work in progress until more people create them. Oh, boy. Hmm. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I mean, I know Bold Hill, to, Bold Hill considering that we're doing an RC podcast, but you know what? I. I, I can't imagine what the subject matter is. Like, what? Do you, like, you talk about batteries. I mean, I, 
Part of me almost wants to listen to see this is how people get hooked. Part of me almost wants to listen to one just to see like how how this goes. Like enth- are they enthusiastic? Is it just like a bunch of news reading? Like well, okay. I'm going to probably come in with this like a little different just because there is one subject like that I watch on YouTube and I don't partake in any of it. Um I actually watch this guy called Outlaw slash I think oh, did he change his name? Yeah, it's just Outlaw now. Um, he used to be Outlaw Dipper because he was a big dip enthusiast. But the only reason why I watched is or still watch is because he's super funny. I don't even really give a crap what he's talking about. It's just his comments and the way he like does everything, the context of everything is just hilarious. That's fair. So it's like that that's what gets like, you know, gets me to go back and keep watching. It has nothing to do with the fact that, you know, oh, he's dipping something peach this this week and talking about it it's he's usually doing something funny with it so if it's more of like a actual like show like where they actually maybe they have a, some sort of like entertainment purpose well maybe that's why people watch but if you seriously watch because they're comparing what juices to use uh, then you lost me juices that just sounds weird Vape. Well, what else do you call it? Vape juice? Vape sauce? Uh, no, vape? it's e-juice. <laughs> e-juice, yeah, e-juice. <laughs> e-juice. Oh, e-juice. Electronics run on e-juice. Or e-liquids, according to the vape show. E-liquids. Tonight e-liquids, on the yeah. vape show. It sounds like that sounds like something else that could be X-rated. A lot of yeah. these are Canadian, actually. I am not surprised. We need to get caught. That explains that explains everything. Our <laughs> resident Canadian is also a vape enthusiast. Let me call <laughs> up an expert who knows more about vaping. <laughs> call it. I'd like to use my lifeline. A VP <laughs> VP live talk radio. Wow. Oh, Connecticut. Wow. We have a six by six now, Adam. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a bit of news. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, how did so, we, hold on, hold on, hold on. How do we go from talking about e juice to freaking a six by six? Because the word juice makes me uncomfortable. Because <laughs> topics that are actually relevant to the show, we suddenly forgot. Yeah, all, all of a sudden, you guys are like against. We're me. like an hour and fifteen or something in, and we're just now bringing this up, which is perhaps the most, the biggest news we have. Okay, but I still would like to know. What correlated, like, when we were talking about e-juice, all of a sudden you go, oh, we have a six by six. He looked, he looked to his right once and saw it on his table. There's a bunch of shelves that are above my desk, and that's where the majority You put the six by six are. on that? Yeah. <laughs> well, you can make it fit because the back wheels can hang off. Isn't it a bit heavy? No. <laughs> Okay, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's just the thing is all Lexan basically, so no, it's not very heavy. Okay, fair. Okay, so so please tell us about your six by six. Well, we got it so we can template it to make wraps for the six by six because we sell a lot of wraps for the regular UMG ten, so it just made sense to get the six by six, even though probably missed our big opportunity to sell lots of them but you never know there's still going to be people that own them and buy them but 
I've got to turn it into something cool and then sell it when we're done with it because I don't really have much of a use for it. But it is kind of a neat rig when you stop and start looking at it. Yeah, it is. Um, I got to replace some parts on Michelle's dad's 6x6, but yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, the actual level of like ingenuity to get all the rear end to work the way it does is... I think it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I like all the link mounts and stuff that they did. I thought that was really cool. And then the chassis extension and stuff. Um, the body's super rigid for being made out of Lexan for the most part. You know, like it's got the cage in the back, but it's actually surprisingly rigid with just that bed cage supporting all of it. But no, it's pretty cool. It actually turns better than I thought it would. We, uh, I, it, I've been thinking about this for like the last six months and just finally pulled the trigger on it, but I found it on Amazon. It was like a used one, you know, like somebody bought it and returned it. Well, I got it for three ninety one on Amazon. So like I'll actually, you know, be able to like do some stuff to it and sell it and get my money back, which will be nice. But uh, it's, whoever had bought it had like robbed all the shit out of it. Like they took all the wheel center caps, they took the manual, they took all kinds of stuff. So it didn't really come with much, but I was kind of happy to see that at least it didn't get driven. So I think somebody bought it to replace some stuff they lost on their personal rig and then returned it. So yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Sick. You know that those, uh, they're they're pretty um amphibious. Are they? Yes. I'm not gonna do that. Especially if I want to sell it. Like if you go in certain um levels of water, the thing will actually float. Really? Yeah. What is it? Just from cat like trapping the air inside the body, or is it like all the no? It's tra It's it's all the air in those tires. Oh, it, you're being serious? It's enough to where it's buoyant? Yeah. That's trippy. Well, like, okay, so at least it worked when me and uh, Elio were messing around with it. So we were at Crawl for a Cure last year, and he had just got a 6x6. Six six. Well, for shits and giggles, we were just like, all right, let's do – like, he wanted to do a water crossing. Well, he started going through the water, and it started getting deeper, and he started noticing that he was like – Dude, it's not turning anymore. It was just kind of like floating <laughs> in the in the and it was a butt in the body was above the water. So yeah, it, of course, once it eventually gets enough water, like I guess if you stopped the wheels from spinning, eventually I guess the air escapes out of the um, vent hole and eventually it'll start to go down. But at first, it kind of like just it was amazing that it kind of just started floating. That's pretty funny. But I think it attributes to the fact that. You got six tires, and since, you know, it is kind of light up above, it just, you know. Yeah, it's not a heavy rig. It's surprising. Like, it doesn't weigh much at all. Yeah. So. Now, I, I ordered the UMG 10 interior for it, and then I'll do something for the back seats on it. And I don't know. It, it'll be cool. It'll be a neat custom rig for somebody to have when we're finished with it, so. Should be pretty cool. I was kind of debating whether or not I wanted to do the Proline dually wheels on it or not. I don't know yet. That might be just a little bit too much. No, it's it'll be cool. 
I really want to do some sort of like an overland box on the back of it, but that's also been done, so I don't know. That's kind of the direction I'm leaning towards. They did a really cool job on the bed, though. I like how the outside of the bed separate from the inside. So, like, you could take the inner bed out of this thing and, like, bed liner it and throw it back in pretty easy without having to tape a bunch of stuff off. So that part was actually pretty cool. Yeah. No, it's neat. Like, it, I mean, if it would be, like, a neat, like, novelty to just hang on to, but I just really can't see myself using it that much I'm not really into rigs that do stuff easily I would imagine this thing probably climbs straight up stuff pretty well it does it climbs pretty well it turns like on a dime for how weird right isn't that weird yeah. if it had a good servo in it the thing would be gnarly like right now it's like the steering angle's insane on it and what I was kind of expecting when I got it. I thought it would have the dog bones and the stub axles in front, like the one nine Wraith does, but it doesn't actually came with universals. So that was kind of cool too. I think it needs to be like matte gray and do like some black, like Magpul graphics or something on it, make it look like kind of a, overland adventure style rig that'd be cool or or even like a dakar i mean i've seen like dakar unimogs too but i don't know that might be kind of neat looking too but it still just doesn't look as neat as the actual like real dakar trucks though like what ty built that's just it when somebody builds something like those it's like whatever your attempt is at doing something similar it's gonna suck no matter what you put into it just because those two things are just masterpieces that Teak had built. Yeah. I mean, you, you could probably, if you built something, I want to see somebody put a little more effort into like when they're building like those back halves, like for those overland things, like build one where all the stuff actually functions. Like, you know, where you can actually open the door, look inside, you know, have an awning that pulls out, you know? make like actual windows and stuff in it have like a sleeping area and a kitchen and stuff yeah i think that'd be pretty cool go full dollhouse be pretty rad and if you built the rear box part of it out of um like that pvc foam core signboard that thing would be really light and strong because kind of what i was thinking like to actually build the box i was thinking do it out of that foam core board and then use just um you know, to like secure it all and make a framework. What I was thinking is just do like aluminum angle and then just kind of pop rivet it all together. Yeah, that'd be sick. sturdy and lightweight and then just wrap the whole thing and then call it a day. That would be pretty neat though to do like actual inside, like all decked out. Yeah, no, I agree. I think you need to make it happen. Yeah. Didn't Elio make a box for his? Uh, yeah, I don't even know if he even has that thing anymore. What do you know? What he made it out of? Uh, that was no, he didn't make any of that. That was Russ Rock Klosky. He oh. um he built it all out of styrene. He builds everything out of styrene. Oh, gotcha. I didn't. The one time I've tried making stuff with styrene, I didn't have super good luck with the glue that holds it all together. 
yeah, you do uh plastic plasti weld. Mm, I think so. It was like really, really thin and it comes in a glass container and you brush it on. Yep. yep. Weird stuff. It basically just melts the plastics together. Huh. I don't know. Maybe I will try styrene. That'd be a lot lighter and I wouldn't have to use any aluminum then. I guess really you could do styrene for like ribbing and stuff to make it stronger if you wanted to, I suppose. Yeah. Be a lot easier to cut than that foam board. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. That might be cool. It's probably about time that I venture into the styrene world. Give it a shot. Where are we at time-wise? Just short of an hour and a half. Let's see, we got to be getting close. And I was shocked. I thought we were going to have a short episode. I know. Same yeah. well, it's amazing what we can cover when we talk about nothing. True. <laughs> and just imagine what we're going to cover when we hit episode 69. Oh, the bad word episode. That's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> we're only two episodes away. So dumb. <laughs> the fact that we're excited about that just speaks volumes right now. <laughs> <laughs> that shows you that shows you the level of our maturity. I know, right? Oh, it's so funny. Well, you know what I was looking for on here? I was on a main site and I was trying to find the new Traxxas Blazer that is the same body style as the Axial one, and I'm not seeing it yet. I'll have to go look. Can't decide which one I think looks cooler either. Anyways. Want to go ahead and wrap up? I think we probably should. I'm hungry. Good. Before we spew any more nonsense. Yeah. Oh, that's all we do. Got Jake trying <laughs> to say hi on the on air here, so I think it's time to go. Hi, Jake. Everyone says hi, Jake. What's up, Jake? All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll try and have more news and listener questions next week. <laughs> we'll try and have a podcast next week. I think yeah. that's that's goal number one. Something with some structure. <laughs> no, that's not what we do here. We have some RC stuff to talk about. One or two, maybe. For change. We'll leave the, whatever news we have for the last five minutes of the episode like this one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good plan. Alrighty. Have a good week, everybody. We'll see you guys next time. See ya. See ya.